Welcome to Family Cast. I'm Kyle Gowen. And I'm Amy Gowen. We're glad you've joined us today. Family Cast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. Hey folks, welcome to Family Cast. We're so excited that you've joined us today. Thank you for listening in. Uh, each and every week when you join in, it really makes a difference. And you've been rating, you've been reviewing, uh, you've been uh, leaving comments on our Facebook page, uh, Family Cast with Kyle and Amy Gowen. You've been uh, sharing stuff on Twitter. Uh, you, you've stopped us. You've 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 said things uh, so positive, uh, and I'm I'm so thankful for that. Uh, it really makes what we're doing uh, seem like it's worth it. So thank yes, you for all that you're you. doing there. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about letting go, uh, transitions in our lives and in our parenting and, and those types of things. And so, uh, Amy, I want to kind of let you kind of lead us out in this. Yeah, I don't know, you know, uh, what time you're going to be listening to this, but the season that we're recording this right now is a season of transition. You've got little people graduating from pre-K, from kindergarten, all the way up through high school, college graduations. You have young people typically um, moving out, making transitions into new living arrangements. Um, I so, mean, like in our own uh, area, I true, mean, we've, we've got all kinds of... Uh, engagements that are happening. We've got people getting married. So that's a transition. Yeah. So that's what's going on in the going house right now. We have a new uh, soon to be daughter-in-law. So we're super excited about our son's engagement to his fiance. So we're super pleased about that. That'll make the third going to get married in three years. Are you okay? You, you holding up, Kyle? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So yeah, huge transitions in the going house. But even in my world as a teacher in a school, I mean, you've got parents dealing with college grad or high school graduates, pre-K transitions into into elementary school. So I've I've seen a lot of tears, a lot of tears this season. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you have. So we have definitely walked through and are walking through and will continue to walk through transitions. And it's just gotten Kyle and I to think and talk about um, the pain that comes with transition and changing of seasons in your family life, but also the joy, the joy that it brings. So we want to ultimately um, encourage ourselves and encourage other parents that transitions are tough. They really are, but they don't have to be terrible. There's some great things that come from them. Yeah, I think um, I think many times we end up focusing on the painful part of transitions, and transition uh, doesn't have to be just painful. There is a painful side to transitions because you're you're remembering what things used to be like. Uh, but there's also another side of that, of what things are going to be like, or the unknown of the the next stage and, yeah. and those types of things. And and uh, I, I see many people in the kind of work that I do in pastoring and those types of things and counseling, they get stuck in, 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 a, in a transition season. And many times it's very difficult to move out of that yeah. because all they're focusing on is is the loss of something and right. not the the future gain yeah. of an area. And so uh, I, today, I hopefully, we can talk a little bit and see, man, how important it is to not just... I mean, you want to remember, you want to embrace. Those have been great times. But there's also a whole other side of this that it, that 
bring such joy or the possibility of joy? Yeah, I really think um, the struggle is real. I mean, there, I have a lot of uh, recordings of our child, our children's growing up years that I honestly, I don't watch because it makes me sad. It really makes me sad to think about um, what has passed. But what yeah, the, on the dad side, we are watching it, going, "Oh yeah, <laughs> we're getting off the payroll now. Yeah. It's, it's some, it, things are things are moving on." Yeah, well, there is some positive to that for sure. But I just want to acknowledge, and I know there's people out there that would agree, the struggle is real. It's painful, uh, but when you can step back and look at God's design for this, that really His design for parenting is a series of letting go. And not so that he can inflict pain on the hearts of parents, but really so we can walk through the, the pain, um, because I do think there's there's a purpose in that, but also that there's joy, that there is a greater purpose in letting go. So we want to focus on his design for parenting and his design for letting our children go into adulthood. Well, the scripture is full of opportunity for transition and and the scripture speaks to that. Uh, you think all the way over into the into the the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter two, when you have um, Adam and Eve, and the Lord talks about leaving and then cleaving yeah. to your to your spouse. Yes, I mean it's uh, again it's real. We've walked through two weddings now. Like we just said, our our third is engaged. So the whole season of leaving and cleaving, um, I mean, there is joy and there is pain in that. They are leaving your home to start their own. Well, the pain uh, comes from thinking about all the past. But man, when you stop and you think about uh, we gained a brand new daughter, we got a brand new son uh, involved in in our family. Uh, I think about how our kids are different today in so many incredible ways that they never, we never would have seen or been able to pull out of them without them transitioning to a new home and leaving our home to their own home, leaving uh, so-called under our authority and becoming an authority with their families and having uh, husbands and wives who are, um, teaching them and they're leading each mm-hmm. other. They're submitting one to another. They're drawing out different parts of personality mm-hmm. that we never could. Yeah, that is beautiful. When you see um, what your child's uh, adult child, what their spouse um, brings out of your child and you see them united with someone and how truly they are serving the Lord better together with that person than they did on their own that does make it worthwhile. So the scripture talks about a transition there of uh, children leaving and cleaving to their spouse. Yeah. Another powerful image in scripture, Kyle, that encourages me is it's found in Psalm... 127 verse 4, it says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. And that image really helped me when our kids were transitioning into um, college and out of our home. Um, That mental image of they are arrows. And what are arrows meant to do? They're meant to fly. 
an arrow in a quiver is not reaching its full potential. So I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but that picture in my mind really helped my heart get to where it needed to be to release those arrows into what God had planned for them. So that was a really helpful image for me. Yeah, I'm thankful for uh, a mom, even though she was single, uh, and uh, that she had a vision of of shooting her arrows yeah. and uh, not holding on to them, but releasing them, drawing the bow back and letting them fly. Yeah. Uh, and that means a lot. I, I think of the new, in the New Testament, a couple of, of illustrations. And one of them, I mean, uh, we all know, we or many of us do, it's the passage uh, where uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus are... In Jerusalem, he's 12 years old. They're headed back after uh, the Passover to uh, go back to Nazareth, and they, they get a couple of days' journey, the Scripture says, and they look around, and Jesus is nowhere around. And, uh, you know, um, in those days, I mean, it, it, they really did travel in a huge pack, like a village moving. <laughs> and so uh, they, they were probably assuming Jesus was somewhere with family and friends as we're all moving together. Uh, they ended up not being able to find him and went back to the temple. And, and the scripture records that Jesus was in the temple uh, with the elders, with the, with the, the teachers, um, and he was in the middle of that. And they were asking him, why, why weren't you with us? What was going on? And Jesus said, didn't you realize I'd be about my father's yeah. business? So even at 12, he was transitioning uh, and I'm sure that was a painful time for Mary and for Joseph. Uh, but there was a transition there that had to take place. Yeah. And listen, I'm just encouraged that Mary and Joseph lost the Son of God. So <laughs> if they lost Jesus and found him, you know, we're going to be okay in our parenting. So there's, a, there's another one that, that I really uh, am, uh, I think about. You know, um, you have Timothy. Uh, young Timothy, who was a protege of, of Paul, uh, Timothy, who was a pastor of mm-hmm. Ephesus, and then he, the church in Ephesus. And here you, you know, Paul tells Timothy, uh, don't let anyone look down upon you because of your yeah. youth. Uh, he reminds him, I believe it's in Second Timothy, he says, listen, I, I remember the faith uh, that was poured into you by your mother Eunice yes. and your grandmother Lois. And so what ends up happening here is, can you imagine Eunice uh, releasing her son to the elder statesman to travel across Asia Minor, uh, not knowing when they're going to come back, not knowing what's going to happen? I mean, I'm sure that was a painful Mm -hmm. thing, but man, we look back today and we're reading what Timothy literally did from Scripture. Yeah, Yeah. That's awesome to think about. Yeah, I bet... I haven't really thought this through, but I bet if you looked at the parents throughout Scripture, you would see probably pictures of their pain and their joy, because those two emotions go hand in hand throughout parenting. And I think the sooner we learn to uh, reconcile those and walk through both of them simultaneously, we see the Spirit working through those both of those emotions. So, um, you know, I'm thinking we were grown adults 
um, when we told our own parents that we were moving overseas and taking their grandchildren. Um, and I remember, you know, just the pain of our older parents of letting go their adult children yeah. and watching them trust the Lord and walk through that. And I know they, they were going to miss those grandkids more than us. <laughs> but Well, I think one of the principles there is that our parents had learned to transition and let go of their kids early in life. that's true. And not that it gets easier uh, as the kids get older or the Mm -hmm. parents get older, but with each small step of transition and letting go, it becomes a little easier and you have something to draw on that, wow, okay, they did survive, I survived, Mm -hmm. there there was good that came, and we can keep doing this. I think one of the things that becomes very difficult for parents is if they don't begin this process early in their parenting, yeah. uh, it can it can cause for a really rude awakening for them and their children uh, as they get older. Yeah, uh, and so beginning the process of letting go um, again doesn't ease the pain when they're small. I mean, it, uh, you're still going to have these painful memories or you're, because you are losing something. You're, you're, right, you're you when are. I say losing it, there's a, there's an age of innocence that might be lost. There's, there's uh, a closing of a season. There's a closing. That's a good word. There's a closing of a season, but it is opening mm-hmm. a whole new season also. Yeah. I had a couple of, um, two women, women in particular that when our kids were starting to transition out of the house through high school graduation, cause our kids are two years apart. So, you know, Jordan had graduated. Peyton was on the, uh, on the route to do it quickly. And a mom, and I sought her out because I think that's a good encouragement. Find some parents who are a little bit ahead of you that are godly. And this woman told me, if you will start embracing the transition, the letting go early, it will make it, um, at least you're more prepared for it. It's still painful. You're not going to avoid that, but you're going to better equip your child and really better equip your own heart to be happy and, and find the joy in it. So that made me go back and think, you know, even when kids are toddlers, Kyle, do you think you can release and let go then? Well, I think you can in some ways. In fact, we've talked about this before when we've talked about uh, the whole idea of discipline of, of uh, control and coaching and cheerleading. And those are some good transition points uh, for letting Mm -hmm. go as children build trust and those types of things. I think about uh, kids when they are in pre-K, you know, allowing them uh, to make decisions that are age appropriate, you know, clothes is one one aspect where you can let a child begin to help uh, make decisions about the clothes they wear. Now, you may end up giving them two or three sets of different types of clothes that you would want them to choose from, right. but they get the decision to make those yeah. choices. Maybe it's you have a couple of different vegetables if you've that you're <laughs> going to have them eat, and they get to choose well, which one do they want to eat? Right. Uh, and you're you're beginning early to give them the ability to make decisions yeah. and and. That may sound like small things, but if you can begin the process of letting them be a part of this early on, uh, where they're not totally dependent on you to make every decision, right? Uh, that is an aspect of letting go and, and discipling and training and teaching and raising up. 
Yeah. I mean, I remember when our kids were, I mean, probably preschool, letting them have some simple chores around the house. And with those birthdays, celebrating the next step of independence, that this means maybe you get to stay up five more minutes. I mean, you can definitely control the, the responsibility oh, yeah. and the freedom. But it's just, it's building in their mind a confidence that they can, they are getting older, they can do more things to help around the the house. And then also that means a little more freedom as well, they get older. And we've heard of the, the, the concept, the, the helicopter parent uh, who is always hovering around at every opportunity. Yeah. And, and really, uh, it's, I think it's done out of, uh, I think it's begun out of pure motives, wanting to protect the child, keep them safe. Mm-hmm. But helicopter parenting really doesn't happen uh, greatly until you're, I mean, you start seeing it in elementary school and then it's really big in middle school. That's when yeah. folk, that, that, that phrase really begins. And I think if you can begin at an early age, even in those preschool years of uh, maybe a child being able to uh, play on a swing set or at the park and you're not always hovering around them yeah. and over, uh, when a child says, hey, look at me, I'm doing this rather than, no, 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 get down, get down. You're going to hurt yourself. Cheer that on a little bit as it is appropriate. Right. Now, I mean, don't, don't take that <laughs> too far, but you, you're, you're giving them the ability to transition, to do things. Yes. You're letting go. You're maybe if, maybe if your children, you have a fenced in backyard, you can watch them from the window rather than staying right there with them. Uh, where, where there is some transitioning, where they're beginning, to, you're, 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 you're letting them go and yeah. experience the world. And again, I want to make sure and say this, these are all age appropriate. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, people have to kind of begin to think along those lines. Something that was important for us, I think, was uh, we did live around family a little bit and allowing our kids to stay with grandparents while we got away. Uh, and so that they didn't always have yeah. to be with us. That was a transition point. So if they would see, hey, we're coming back, we're letting go. And then they had confidence that uh, there could be some distance and those types of things. Yeah, they love. Those are probably are some of their uh, great memories is staying with family members. I do want to throw out a caveat um, that, listen, I know the world, I don't, I don't know if you could say it's more dangerous now than it was before, but I know there's some real dangers out there. And I talked to a lot of um, moms, young moms, you know, older moms that um, they, they genuinely are fearful for what could happen to their child under their control and out of their control. And I do want to just say, yeah, that there's some real, um, obviously dangers out there. But I do think it's a balance of if we shelter them so much and we never equip them to live in this world, um, we're not doing them any type of parenting service. Um, so that's why it's all age appropriate. Yeah, and uh, you, you know you've and it's it's a growth process for the parent. Uh, now, as someone who works with parents and teenagers, it, it's cute when they're small. Yeah. It, it, it's disastrous when they're in high school and the parent can't let go. Yeah, you're enabling. It, it's disastrous for the student. Uh, and it, it will eventually breed rebellion within the kid. And when they, uh, and so often when they go off to college at that point, uh, 
that's when I've seen things just go completely off the rail. Yeah. And so uh, we're talking about baby steps. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally (laughs) baby steps. And as they grow, you're growing with what you're transitioning to and how you're releasing them. What does it look like? I mean, you're an elementary teacher. Uh, what is it? What are, are there some things in the elementary age, in the elementary years that uh, are transition points or ways that uh, parents can work on this? Yeah, I think natural consequences are always a great um, teaching element that the parent really doesn't even have to be the bad guy. Um, simple things like if a child forgets something, just let them walk through the consequences. It's probably not going to be as, uh, grave as they think it's going to be, but, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily reflect on your parenting either. Many times we think it looks as individuals, we think it looks bad on us. Yeah. Yeah. But I really think it just builds responsibility in the child. Um, As far as assignments, let them do it. Let them um, plan things out. Now, granted, I'm not saying hands off completely. You are guiding at this age um, and steering things. But, you know, it's better for them to make a B or a C on their own than to make a false A where you've stepped in and did everything. So, you know, let the grades kind of be that natural consequence. Let them forget something. Um, I remember Evan in third grade forgot his lunch and came to me. Now I was a teacher and there was no way I could go home. So, I mean, I don't think I let him starve, but I certainly didn't, you know, do anything to get the lunch there. And I don't think he forgot again. So he survived. Um, it didn't scar him. He may not even remember that. And I fe- I hated it in the in the moment. But there are things that we can let them just um, walk through and learn from instead of trying to swoop in and fix it. Well, it's it again. It goes back to some of that discipline aspect of coaching. You know, you think about literally your kids being an extracurricular mm-hmm. activities, and if they miss something. There is a consequence to missing, uh, and and you can't pay the consequence. You can't shoot their free throws for them if they miss basketball practice. That's they have to do that. That's a good thing for our kids because they'd be in trouble. They'd be in trouble uh, for both of us. Uh, but that is a transition point where as they transition, and the painful part of that was we hated to see Evan, you specifically hated to see Evan not have the lunch that he was supposed to have had, even though you were probably upset in the moment, but he mm-hmm. walked through it and it, it built a responsibility. And then as that grew, mm-hmm. I mean, I think about even in uh, when they were in high school and middle school, uh, there were some transitions that were forced upon us and some growth opportunities when we lived in Belgium. I mean, we were in a whole different society. So, I mean, some of these are going to be unique, very unique to us. And But I think the principle is still the same. Yeah. I mean, when I first learned that our kids were going to go on an overnight school trip and it was going to be to another country. And it wasn't just going to be an overnight (laughs) school trip. It was going to be for a week. That was painful. Uh, Our our middle child, Peyton, ended up going to uh, England. uh, And he was staying, I still don't know whose home he stayed in, (laughs) but he came home talking about 
bicycling uh, around a countryside. He was in Amsterdam bicycling for a couple of days with his school trip. Um, Those things were forced upon us, but they did cause us to have to walk through some transitions where it made it easier to transition in other areas at that point as as it began. Was it painful? Yes. It was for me. (laughs) Uh, Me as well. And let me tell you, we're, we were praying that whole time. So we're not just flippantly oh, sending no. them yeah. off. It was painful. And we truly were interceding for him the whole time he was gone. And God was so good. God kept his hand over really all three of them when they did different things there. I remember when moving back to the States, the boys were in a public high school here. And one thing that I said was, you're going to set your own, own alarm. I'm not going to wake you up in the mornings because I'm not going to wake you up as a young adult when you're on your own. So there were many days I would leave before they would. And they had to manage themselves to to set an alarm, set an alarm and to not hit snooze 50 times. It might have been 40 times that they hit it, but they got up. I'm sure there were days they were late, but they worked through it and, you know, figured it out. And to my knowledge, I think they all get up and go to work today. Now, it- Many of you may be thinking, and hold on, wait a minute. You're talking about transitioning to high school, graduating, it not being sad. Now, I want to make sure, again, I want to reiterate, transitions do have a painful side to them. They are sad opportunities. But if it's done early in life, and if you learn to do these things early and often, it doesn't minimize the pain, but it helps you walk through it for you to see, okay, we've done this before. Yeah. We can do this again. And it is going to be good. It's going they're it they're gonna go to college. Uh us not going into uh all of their um whether now some of you may put a bad review or whatever. You know, yeah. we didn't go with them to all of their orientation classes in high school which means when they went to orientation for their university, we didn't go on it either, but they have survived and they came home and were able to tell us what they've done. And uh, was it sad a little bit when they drove off uh, for their first college class? Uh, Yeah, it was. Even as a dad, I was kind of going, oh, this is a huge transition. I hope they can find their classes. I hope they're on time. Uh, but man, when they come, when they come home yeah. and they tell you about everything that's happened, you're able to go, man, you're celebrating. Yeah, that's a huge milestone. But that began with some small steps early, as uh, you know, as elementary age, as preschool age, yeah. and those types of things. And we didn't get it all, get it right all the time. There were times where I'm I'm sure I was the helicopter parent and I was fearful. So I reacted in my fear and overparented them. And it really it was not for their good. My fear did not equip them for life. So I had Honestly, our parents, I had my own mom stepping in going, all right, let them go. I was going to say, what do you do during these times? I mean, let's say there's a a mom or a dad and I'll speak to the dads, but as a mom, what, what do you, what do you tell a mom who, man, they're recognizing I've not done this well to this point. Yeah. What do you do? 
Well, I don't think it's too late, you know, but I do think you have to be realistic. If you're trying to start um, some independent growth with a teenager, I think you sit down and you have a really frank conversation with a teenager saying, this is what I've done in, in my parenting so far, and this is why. And, you know, maybe there are things you can see that point to fear in your parenting. Um, who knows? You know, your everyone's story is different. But I think it starts with a frank discussion of why you haven't released them more to begin with. And then here are some incremental things I'd like to start now, because you don't just totally throw everything hands off at that point. Yeah, you I, think gradually that's a, do I think it. that's a balance that people need to hear. Releasing doesn't mean that you, you, you're not involved. It doesn't mean I don't care. You go do whatever. Right. Uh, that's negligence. Yeah, that's negligence. <laughs> what, you're, what you're really trying to do is, is again, you've got to go back. You're coaching and you're mm-hmm. cheerleading. Yeah. Uh, you're having good conversations. Uh, with dads, what I most often find is that they still struggle with the control aspect, that you didn't do what I said and you didn't do it the way I wanted you mm-hmm. to. And then the natural consequences is they typically blow up at one another and then dads completely release or they clamp down yeah. way too hard. And it, it, it's a it's a fine balance of having conversation mm-hmm. of um, when a child does um, do something that's trustworthy, you need to feed that. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that automatically they came in on time last night, so they get to go to Florida this weekend with no rules. <laughs> it, it, you're building step by step. Right. I think it's important to have other people that are investing in you that you've asked to invest in you, the, to speak into what it is that you're doing, that you can turn to and ask, uh, man, are there? I need some help. What did yeah. you do in this I guess parenting mentors is what I would call them maybe. And oh, yeah. uh, those types of things. Yeah. Finding a good church. Uh, hopefully you're involved in a church where you can let them go gradually through mm-hmm. children's camps, youth events, yeah. um, where they are supervised uh, appropriately to your what you desire mm-hmm. uh, by the same values, but it may not be to the extent that you would be. I, I would say, moms, if you've gone to the last five camps, don't go to the next two. <laughs> uh, dads, um, for some of you, you may want to go. You've never been, yeah. and you may need to get involved in those types of things. Uh, but but being able to have other people around that you trust, that can walk alongside, uh, w- will make a big difference. Well, and honestly, uh, we made a point to know those people that were supervising our kids when they were out of our, our care. Um, and you said camp, take camp, for example. I mean, I may be texting someone saying, hey, how, how are they doing? Have you seen them this morning? Whatever. So I think that's a great way of still being um, concerned and looking out for them, but in a kind of side stage manner. So know the people that are pouring into them and communicate with those people. You know, um, I think it's, I, I want to say you, this can be done. I mean, you may be feeling right now, oh my gosh, is it too late? No, you, you can do this. Uh, you can begin to let go. Uh, it, will it be painful? 
Well, there will be an aspect of it that might be. There's going to be memories that you're remembering, my little baby, my, my, you know, my son, my daughter. Uh, but there's a whole other side of it of, man, they're getting to experience some great things today. And if you don't make that transition appropriately with them, you're hindering them from experiencing all that God desires for them to experience. I know that tempered my sadness when Jordan left, um, is seeing how excited she was about the new adventure tempered it. It made me excited as well. So I could see, all right, this is her story. God, the arrow's been, been loosed and God has her on a trajectory of his design. And it it is exciting to see that. I look at our table when it's filled with our children's spouses and now Evan's fiance there's joy. There is life in our house that, yes, we had life, but there's a whole new dimension now that we have these three new people in our house. So it, there's great joy. Yeah. As a father who loved to travel to see my son marry someone who loves to travel, and now they get to travel and go see things that I, I never was able to take him to, be, to experience. Uh, and, That's exciting. And, and he's found someone who shares that exact same travel bug that he has. Uh, those are good things. Uh, things that we couldn't give him, he gets to experience with his spouse, which is a good and right thing. Yeah. And the flip side of that, to be honest, you know, uh, we have more time together now. We do have a more uh, or greater freedom financially in our time, um, more space in our home. Um, so there's some, uh, selfishly, there's some great things that come with that transition. I'm younger than I thought I was. Uh, let me restate that. I'm younger than I thought I was going to be when my children moved out. I've said this before. I thought I was going to be maybe a week out of the nursing home by the time our <laughs> kids moved out because uh, those, listen, those school days seem endless. But now that they are almost completely all gone, I look at you and I and what the Lord has for us in this new season. That's exciting. So yeah, there's great and, things that come from the nest being empty. And we don't have to worry. I, I think I can say for both of us, we're not worried about our kids. Yeah, uh, They have transitioned well. Uh, they are well-adjusted young adults who love the Lord and who uh, are in their jobs and in their careers, and, and, and they're doing well. Yeah, And so uh, mom, dad, if you have a, a preschooler in your house, begin now taking small steps. If you have a middle schooler or a high schooler in your house, uh, it's time to probably sit down and have a conversation about uh, how you can let go well. Because at some point, if you don't begin to let go, it will be ripped out of your hand yeah. and it will become even more painful. And so begin now while you have an opportunity uh, to invest in your kids, transitioning well, and letting them go. Thanks for joining us on Family Cast, a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. We ask you to subscribe to Family Cast on your favorite podcast platform and invite a friend to listen in.